you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We have brand new power rankings. Yes, I know it is the offseason. Nobody has played a game. But we had like a frenzied free agency. So Dan Hanzoos is going to be here to re-rank the teams ahead of the NFL draft and the league meeting coming up next week as well. This is NFL Now on NFL Network from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Thank you for being here. We also have hot off the presses, a brand new mock draft. And the very first mock draft that Daniel Jeremiah, our draft expert, has done since we got back from the combine. And DJ has Bryce Young going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich, Scott Fitterer, said yesterday that the top four quarterbacks are all, in all likelihood, going to come in and visit the Panthers. Bryce Young, who works out in two days live on NFL Plus, DJ has going one. C.J. Stroud works out tomorrow on NFL Plus. DJ has him going two. Then Will Anderson. Then Anthony Richardson at number four. DJ has two more quarterbacks in the first round. He has Will Levis getting to 19 with the Buccaneers and Hendon Hooker, Brian Baldinger, going number 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. We talked quarterbacks last hour. What I also found fascinating is that DJ has B. John Robinson, the running back, going 14th overall to the Patriots. What say you to that? Well, um, it's an interesting uh, pick by DJ, and I'm, I'm not saying that he's wrong or right. Ramondre Stevenson had a great year last year in his second year. Took over for Damian Harris. Uh, averaged five yards a carry. You can't expect any back in this league to average more than that. And he caught 69 passes. He kind of did it all. But this offense, Andrew, let's face it, it needs some pop. It needs some juice. And if there's one player on offense right now that you know you can get that, and that's B. John Robinson in this draft. And if you know one thing, I think, whether it's Billy O'Brien or Bill Belichick, they want to be able to run the ball. And it's just going to make life easier for Mac Jones. And so if you had a one-two punch of B. John Robinson and Ramondre Stevenson, you would have to respect that running game of the Patriots. I know the run game isn't going to win you a whole lot of playoff games, but it's going to get you to the playoffs, you know, and then how you play because this offense needs some juice. And Bijan is that guy, I think, in this draft. And so I think it's a, it's a nice selection by DJ. A little out of the box, but not far-fetched at all. Yeah, out of the box. Also, Will Levis falling to 19 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be fascinating, though. Will Levis and, and Baker Mayfield. And, yes, Kyle Trask as well. All right, hit the Patriots. Let's do um, the Bills in the AFC East. DJ has them taking a wide receiver with 27 overall at a TCU. He has him taking Quentin Johnson, which would give Josh Allen a lot of size on the outside. 
And that's what he brings. And, you know, there's a lot of different receivers in this draft. Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers are great routers, and Jalen Hyatt's got great speed. But right now, Johnston has a combination of size. The, the, he can run the go routes. He wins contested balls. He's great in the red zone. Like, you can't coach his size and speed combination and his leaping ability. And you put that with Josh Allen's arm, you know, along with what Stephon Diggs does, whatever Gabriel Davis gives you, like this is a viable, bona fide passing offense now. And I think Quinton Johnston is the guy that could really make this thing flourish. I don't know that he'll be there 27. He's my favorite receiver in the draft because of the things I just spoke about. And so some other teams may covet that same big X receivers the way you see from a DK Metcalf and some of those type players in this league. But that's what he's capable of doing. And I think he would be a great fit if he could last to Buffalo at 27. You put him opposite Stephon Diggs. The news yesterday, Devin Singletary out and Damian Harris is in, as you said, at running back there Mm. in the backfield behind Josh Allen. Brian Baldinger, thank you, sir. Baldy's coming right back. In the meantime, need to check the box here on our daily update, our daily dose, if you will, of Aaron Rodgers. If you were waiting for the trade to go down this morning, um, think again. As of now, it is not yet gone down. But because Mike Garofolo is here, he is our NFL Network insider today, uh, we're going to ask, hi there, Mike, ask what Mark Murphy is saying this time, or I guess for that matter, not (laughs) saying. This is a little bit new. He can't talk about it. Yeah, he can't talk about it. Well, he's sworn to secrecy. Sworn to secrecy, he said. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. But uh, we knew from the comments previously from Mark Murphy that it seems pretty clear uh, that the Packers are looking to move on to Jordan Love and complete this trade with the New York Jets. So I again tell you that we are just in a waiting period, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that we're waiting on through the month of March, into the month of April, maybe closer to the draft, because that's where the point where the Jets are going to tell the Packers, hey, you know the value of our picks right now. Don't you want this year's picks versus next year's picks? Because if you wait till after the draft, then it's going to be next year's picks. Now the Packers might just be willing to wait through that and then say, well, we think your picks are going to be better next year because you're upgrading a quarterback. So now we need more picks in addition to what we were already asking for. I mean, it's just—it's a process playing out. It's kind of a stare down. There's really no rush on the Jets' end. They don't need Aaron Rodgers in there. Sure, they'd love to have him sooner rather than later, but it's not like he's got to get in there, get caught up with the system. He can have his own throwing session wherever he wants with his wide receivers. He can set that up in California. He can come to Jersey to do it. Uh, it's it's not a great rush on the Jets' end. It's not a great rush on the Packers' end. So we'll see where it goes. Mark Murphy's not going to tell us. No, we're in a secrecy. Although he, we're going to try again. We've got the league course. meetings next week in Arizona. We'll try to get something out of it. Which maybe something happens with Mark Murphy, the Packers' president there, and Woody Johnson, the Jets' owner, expected to be there as well. So maybe they get together and, and something actually happens. I also think there's an interesting date here to watch after the draft. The draft is April 27th, but the week after is the deadline for picking up fifth-year options. And the Packers would have to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option, which right now, if he's going to be the guy, you'd think they'd pick up. But that is locking him in for 2024 at an eight-figure yeah. salary. Just another right. date Which, which the Giants at. did not do for with Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones and said, if we have to come back and give you the franchise tag, we're willing to do that. It, it's a bit of a gamble. It's a bad pro- or it's a good problem to have, excuse me. Maybe the Packers do that, but we'll see. And that obviously jacked the price up. Joe Shane said if, if he knew that Daniel Jones yeah. would have played I, this I would also say this, the- too, by yeah. the way. There are agents of backup quarterbacks 
that would like to get their clients into Green Bay, and the Packers are like, hold on, we well, let's see where this Rodgers thing. It's kind of got everything on hold from that standpoint. So I'll add that for you. All right, what's the deal with uh, DeAndre Hopkins? We had the uh, trade for Brandon Cooks over the weekend. Is, is DeAndre Hopkins the next veteran wide receiver to get moved? Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting this morning that talks are heating up for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'm told that nothing is imminent, uh, but Rappaport has got a pretty good track record of reporting things, so I'll, I'll, I'll stand eh. by my colleague and say, yes, talks are heating that's messed up. The <laughs> talks are heating up. <laughs> Andrew doesn't mean that. He's only joking. Uh, but, yes, DeAndre Hopkins got a big number this year, $19.5 million. Here's what I was told today. Uh, from a financial standpoint, he's not looking to do what he did last time, which was that trade from Houston to Arizona, and then, boom, huge contract extension on top of that, which is part of the reason we're at a big number this year. This is more of he understands he's got to make the, the contract more palatable for whatever team is acquiring him. It's not so much about the finances. It seems like it's more of a, uh, a fit and a competitive standpoint for DeAndre Hopkins here. All right. We just had the conversation, Mike, with Baldy about Bijan Robinson going 14 to the Patriots. That's what Daniel Jeremiah is mocking. Um, yeah. What's today's date? It's only the 21st here of March. We're still five weeks away from the draft. Bijan Robinson, though, is visiting the team today that has the 10th overall pick. He is uh, the 10th overall pick and the 30th overall pick. The Eagles getting that 10th from a trade with the New Orleans Saints last year. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't see it happening at 10 for Bijan Robinson and the Eagles. I don't think he lasts till 30. DJ's got him at 14, so maybe this is some kind of slide-up scenario, potentially, or the Eagles just saying, hey, we've got these pre-draft visits. We're going to take advantage of them. So they are meeting with Bijan Robinson today in Philadelphia. That's what that post was about there last night. He had arrived in town last night. Look, we know how talented he is. We know also that running backs in the first round, uh, a lot of teams say, nah, we're not going to do that. The Eagles... Haven't taken one since 1986 when it was Keith Byers. It was more than just a, uh, a running back, and certainly it was a different era back then in the NFL. I don't see Howie Roseman doing it at 10, but, you know, who knows? With that last pick or maybe a slide-up scenario, I know DJ has talked about uh, the Eagles and B. John Robinson being an amazing fit. He feels like it would be a good time for Howie to do something he's never done, which is take a running back in the first round. We shall see. All right, B. John Robinson. Uh, sitting there today in Philadelphia. They're picking 10 and 30, and good job working Keith Byers into the show. We're now going to work Cam Newton into the show because Cam yeah. made himself a news item last night, putting out a, a, a well-produced <laughs> video in which he calls out other quarterbacks in the NFL, said there aren't 32 bleepity bleeps better than me out there. And then he is working out today at Auburn Pro Day. Mike, is there any noise of Cam Newton getting back in? Uh, well, there's noise at the pro day today, and I don't know if we have even still shots yet. He showed up in some Zuba's pants. Uh, I, I saw some shots on Twitter from, from very far. They right. look like they might be Auburn Here I am Zuba's pants. Uh, yeah, you go talk. check it out while I tell up. you that. Uh, Cam Newton uh, certainly looking at some of these guys. Now, he says if there's not 32, he's looking at the starters, but he's also looking at the backups and some of these guys that have signed, I'm sure, uh, with a chance to potentially compete depending on the team and the situation and who's the starter. 
Uh, so Cam Newton saying, you know what? If I got to show people that I still got it, I'm going to show people that I still got it. Instead of having to go work out for teams, let me do it at Auburn's Pro Day. Uh, also going to throw to his younger brother, who was out of William & Mary, formerly of Auburn, as Tom Pelissero noted. So uh, that is happening shortly down there at the Auburn Pro Day. We'll see if it's impressive enough for some teams to say, hey, you know what? Let's take a look at Cam Newton. All right. He's wearing Auburn-colored Zubas. Looks like he's lost some weight. We'll, uh, we'll effort these photos, try to work them in a little bit later. Cam Newton, uh, different outfit, certainly. Garofolo, thank you. La, 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 la. Keeper Fields cuts inside, looking for the goal line. Into the end zone for the touchdown. Clears out of block, left to the end zone. Touchdown, Justin Fields. And he hit the gas early. Fields looking to throw. It's time for the touchdown. Quick throw, screen. Herbert to catch 20. Nobody's going to touch him. End zone, touchdown. Stays in the pocket. Now he keeps it. Runs away at the 35 to the 30, gets a first down. How he got out of that trouble, I have no idea. Guy's pretty good. Now what do you do heading into year number three here? The Bears have made it pretty obvious here the last two weeks going back to the combine that the the role of having the number one pick, which they've since traded, is not to replace Justin Fields. Justin Fields, a big part. It is to build around Justin Fields. And they have not been shy, Brian Baldinger, in making moves here and spending money and trading down to number nine. Who knows, maybe they trade again. Maybe they move back up. What do you think of what Ryan Poles has done in terms of putting Justin Fields in a position to succeed in year three? Well, it it really helps, Andrew, that he has the number one pick based on their three wins a year ago. Disappointing for all Bear fans. But with the number one pick in a year where you're getting these quarterbacks that are just in heavy demand. It doesn't always happen that way. And so that you can make a trade, you know, between Carolina and yourself, drop down to nine, acquire a bunch of extra picks, and D.J. Moore, which becomes their number one receiver. You get Darnell Mooney back. You get Robert Tanyan in a tight end with, you know, with uh, Cole Komet. I mean, you bring in Nate Davis, who's been a four-year starter, Tennessee, at guard, and all of a sudden, you say, okay, we've identified Justin Fields as our starter. What can we do to help him? I think it helped that, you know, Matt Eberflus hired Luke Getze to come in to be the offense coordinator because I like Luke a lot, and I really like a lot of the things he did with Justin. And you can see this thing coming together maybe pretty quickly. And, look, I don't know if $90 million for Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards is worth the bang, but he likes his two inside linebackers. They never come off the field. If they're as productive as they were in Buffalo and Philly, He probably, you know, really struck gold in those two players right there. All right. Trying to get Tremaine Edmonds to play the role that he had, uh, Matt Eberflus had with Darius Leonard back in Indianapolis. You spend the money to try to upgrade that defense. It certainly needed to be upgraded. Want to flip here to the Green Bay Packers. Ask the same question about putting a quarterback, a young quarterback, in this case Jordan Love, in position to succeed. It's a little bit different here, though, Baldy, for Brian Gutekunst, because until they make the Aaron Rodgers move, assuming they do, they're a little bit handcuffed as to the other moves they can make to put guys around Jordan Love. Right. And so Jordan Love still says, yeah, well, what about me? Like, it's my turn now, and I don't have Robert Tanyan, and I don't have Alan Lazard, and I've seen receivers go out the door the year before. And what am I, you know, okay, we've, we've got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Jones. Okay. All right, what else do we have? Because there's – they literally have sat on the sidelines here and watched all of free agency, all this money. And really, 
that's been the Green Bay's modus operandi, is they don't partake in free agency very often. And you wonder, okay, they've won a Super Bowl, you know, with Brett Favre and one with Aaron Rodgers, but maybe if they had played in free agency a lot more than they did, maybe they'd have more than two Super Bowls between those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And so Jordan Love is sitting there knowing the track record and knowing that they're not going to overpay for players. We're going to build through the draft. Well, okay, if you hit on your draft picks. And right now there looks to be some real holes in that offense right now for Jordan Love to take, you know, go underneath center, whoever that's going to be, and, you know, start the offseason. And if they had made this move with Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago, Maybe they could have been a little bit more aggressive in free agency. Maybe they could have filled True. some of those holes. Right now, however, they're kind of at a stalemate, as Garofolo just said there, with Mark Murphy yeah. sworn to secrecy. Brian Baldinger, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, let's turn to the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield was on the show yesterday, fresh off signing his new contract with the Bucks. He is yet again betting on himself and trying to fill in his own way, some very big shoes. Listen, I'm never going to be Tom Brady. There's a reason he has won so many Super Bowls. He's the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I'm not going to try and beat Tom. I'm going to be me. That's what's gotten me to this point. Uh, we're going to do it differently, but that's what makes this league so special. Everybody puts their own touch on it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's an honor to follow up with somebody like that. And I'm definitely – the people that have played with him around here, I'm going to pick their brain as to the things he did. There, there's no doubt about that. Mayfield told me after that he's going to walk in his own shoes, not try to walk in Tom Brady's shoes as we have a uh, full-scale change here across the NFC South at quarterback. A, a division last year, Sarah Walsh, that was only really separated by one game here. Anyone could have sort of won it. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, do, well-documented. Could have won it week 17. The Bucks obviously did – but everybody was in it. Um, and now we have, I guess, a quarterback battle. I mean, you'd think the former number one overall pick has the clear advantage here over Kyle Trask, but it's not like they're handing Baker the job. I think Baker Mayfield does have the clear advantage. I mean, look at his NFL experience to, compared to Kyle Trask's, and, and there's no comparison there. Trask has thrown just nine NFL passes. He has just three NFL completions. It's really been like a redshirt couple of seasons for Kyle Trask since Tom Brady got here, which is the same time Trask arrived. He was a second-round draft pick. I think they have to give Kyle Trask a chance to win this job. They need to see what they have in that second-round pick. But most people believe that when week one rolls around, it will probably be Baker Mayfield starting for this Buccaneers team. Now, one way that this Buccaneers offense is going to be vastly different from the ones that we've seen in the past couple of years is this offense is not going to revolve around just one guy. And that is not said with disrespect to Tom, but Tom Brady, this team was built around Tom Brady. It was built to win. It was built to win a championship. And they accomplished all of those goals. And Jason Light and Todd Bowles said as much at the combine that this is no longer going to be about just one guy. So when Baker was asked what it's going to be like to play in this offensive system. And granted, nobody really completely knows because it's a brand new offensive coordinator in Dave Canales. Baker said it's his, going to be his job to distribute the ball. He understands Canales wants to run the ball better. That was certainly a weakness of this Buccaneers team a year ago. You've got basically three offensive line positions up for grabs when it comes to the starters. The only definitive starters there are Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirf. So they really need to solidify that line. I suspect they'll 
try to do that through the draft as well. But Baker's job is to be a ball distributor, Andrew. Dave Canales coming, Sarah, from Seattle, where he was the quarterback coach this past year. Geno Smith. Had a pretty good season. Defensive side of the ball, obviously cash is an issue here. The salary cap is an issue. Last year, surprised some people brought Carlton Davis back. This year, I think surprised some people brought Levante David back. What's this defense looking like under Todd Bowles here in the offseason where we sit, Sarah? I think this defense, is no question that this defense is going to be the strength of this Buccaneers team. Baker said as much yesterday. He said this defense is going to be really good. That's what's so attractive about coming to the Buccaneers. He said he understands that the defense, led by Todd Bowles, is going to keep games very low scoring. So then it's on them as an offense to, to best that. Now, <clears throat> Jamel Dean, the return of Jamel, I think was a, a real surprise to some people because... He was a very attractive free agent and said the Bucks managed to bring him back four years, $52 million. So that was a huge win for a Buccaneers team that I think was prepared that the reality was is he was going to be so sought after that they would lose him. So huge victory for the Buccaneers there. A huge victory that they were able to bring Levante David back, Andrew. And I apologize because clearly my voice is going. A huge victory to get through this segment without your voice going, however. <laughs> Sarah was, Walsh. I was trying, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. You did it. You stuck the landing. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are watching NFL Now on a Tuesday. Let's turn our attention yet again to the reigning NFC champions. Yes, we know they are in position to re-sign Jalen Hurts. What that contract looks like, I don't know. Take a guess. But as they try to figure that out, and oh, he's earned it. Look at who's coming in and going out of the door at the NovaCare Complex in Philadelphia. Can you tell that Adrian and Research, who put this board together, is an Eagles fan? Because he not only included all the player movement, he included all the coaching movement as well. This is not Adrian, Jeff Chidea, panicking about how much they've lost. This is him just saying that um, it's a lot. They've also brought a lot of guys in, brought a lot of guys back. James Bradbury, Darius Slay, for example, Jason Kelsey, also big. Have they done enough to try to keep a division winning and a conference winning team together? Yeah, you're making my segment for me, and I know the NFC East hasn't had a repeat champion in a long time, but I like what the Eagles have done. The names you mentioned with Kelsey, Fletcher Cox is part of that group, Brandon Graham as well. I think they kept the culture going there and some of these guys are older in age they're in their 30s but when you're on that team last year you really notice the chemistry the love in the locker room having those guys back will make a difference and general manager howie roseman spoke to this at the combine where he said look people act like the offseason starts and we start freaking out they've been preparing for this and so they have some answers like jordan davis to replace a javon hargrave and then nicobe dean to replace TJ Edwards, they have people in the mix, so they'll be ready, and I think they're still the best team in the NFC East. Okay, let's go to the NFC South there. Mentioned again the Carolina Panthers, who were in it with Steve Wilkes in, until week 17 this past year. Um, they have the number one pick. They likely go with a rookie quarterback. They could go with Andy Dalton, at least to start here. Remains to be seen how long he would hang on to that job. But with Thielen, 
with Miles Sanders. And with the state of that division, can Frank Reich win it in year one? Well, I think it's quite possible because anybody could have won it last year. It wasn't like it was that difficult of a division. And I know Derek Carr landed in, in New Orleans. But when you look at how the Carolina Panthers are, sit, are setting themselves up to play football with a rookie quarterback, they have what you want. Uh, they have a, a good run game with Miles Sanders replacing a Deontay Foreman. They add a Hayden Hurst at tight end. People freaked out when they lost DJ Moore in that trade to Chicago, but Adam Thielen comes in, you know, a veteran receiver as well. But what I like is the defense. And Scott Fitterer, their general manager, has talked about his excitement for this defense, how explosive and athletic it can be. They're middle of the road last year, but when you look at guys like Ryan Burns, J.C. Horn, and you add a playmaking safety like Von Bell, they are going to be better on that side of the football. So defense, run game, young quarterback, yeah, they can do it in that division. We're telling you there's a chance, especially in the NFC South. Thank you, Jeff Chidea. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Big congratulations to Devin McCourty, noted brother of the star of Good Morning Football, who at this hour is doing his big goodbye in Foxborough. Announced his retirement recently after 13 seasons, a three-time Super Bowl champion. He's on the podium now uh, talking about a lot of things, including his former teammate Kevin Falk. And I think back to just my time here, was really defined by my rookie year, my locker being by Kevin's, because Kevin played running back, um, played 14 seasons of running back, but he would always just pour into me. We would sit there and he'd be like, man, you know you got to get a routine. Like, whatever your routine is, you just do it day in and day out. If they move the game, you just move your routine, but you stick to your routine. So I used to get in the sauna every day because Kev got in the sauna. I hated getting in the sauna. But he was like, build a routine. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to follow Kevin James Sanders. And that's what I would do for like half my rookie year until I figured out, oh, I don't like this. I want to get in a cold tub. And then each year, I might switch something up little, but I stuck to that routine for 13 years. And that's what this building has been a part of for me. There's been so many individuals that cared about other individuals more than themselves, taking the time to do great things. And I think that starts off with Mr. Kraft. Any random morning you come down in the morning meeting where Bill's running the meeting, Mr. Kraft would be sitting in the back of the meeting room. And other guys would come to this team as free agents, and they'd be like, who is that? And I'm like, that's the owner. That's Mr. Kraft. And they'd be sitting there like, he comes to these meetings? I'm like, yeah, he, he truly loves this business. And I'm just so thankful um, that my time here started with the two guys at the top really believing in me and, and wanting me to be here. We're on the eve of free agency, so... Well, let's just say the offseason begins today. The Panthers now control the draft. Sources say they have traded up from the number nine overall pick all the way to number one. Derek Carr agreeing to a contract with the New Orleans Saints. The Chicago Bears are signing Tremaine Edmonds, the star linebacker formerly of the Buffalo Bills. Jimmy G headed to the Raiders after six years 
with the San Francisco 49ers. It is a blockbuster trade. The New York Giants acquiring star tight end Darren Waller. Orlando Brown is on his way to the Bengals. The Lions are signing former Bears running back David Montgomery. Javon Hargrave is going to the San Francisco 49ers for four years, $84 million. Breaking news here. Cowboys are releasing Ezekiel Elliott. It's official now in Miami. The Dolphins have announced their trade with the Rams for safety Jalen Ramsey. I'll be back on the air tomorrow waiting on Aaron. What if... There's, there's nothing you could say. There's nothing you could say that could make it better. You're right. Other than that, that it's over. Free agency is kind of sort of over. That was all last week. And by the way, I said safety Jalen Ramsey because the Dolphins announced him as a safety. Then they took the tweet down and called him a corner. Either way, a lot of people have spent a lot of money in the last week. Uh, this also includes re-signing your own guys. So let's redo the power rankings, everybody. NFL.com slash power rankings, everybody. Dan Hansus puts them together. And hi, Dan, not surprisingly, the Chiefs are one, the Eagles are two. You get it. Uh, but l- l- let's move down. Your New York Jets, and you say that this is assuming Aaron Rodgers is there, have moved up from 16 to 9. So you got him in the top 10, Dan, but you don't have him like in the top five or six. Well, you referred to me before the break as a Jets spokesman. Yes, I, I, I push I back on that. But you understand, Andrew, that um, I do my best um, as, as a analyst to keep my Jets fandom out of these things. And I'm doing that. I'm doing my best. This is straight up looking at this roster and looking at what a not a good quarterback, but a potentially great quarterback could do for an offense. Now, we need that offensive line to be healthy, and I don't say we as the royal we as the Jets. I'm more talking about football and the coverage of it. Covered myself there. The offensive line needs to get healthier. They need to add pieces probably through the draft, and they're going to need to hold on to that first-round pick. I think that's what's holding up that trade. But you have a great uh, trio of wide receivers. You have interesting tight ends. Brees Hall could be a star. If Aaron Rodgers is good to great, this offense is going to score a lot of points. And, oh, by the way, they had arguably the best defense in football for a large portion of last season. Top 10. They deserve that spot. Let's see what happens next. He's got to get there first. Dude. No, he's got to get there first. We have a lot to get to. Oh, by the way, I just want to throw this thing in real quick. You, you call this leverage gate. Like, Watergate was 1974. This isn't you. This just means overall. Like, why we still have to use the suffix gate for anything? I don't know. Like, I, I don't that, get it anymore. I think we can move past that. That said, let's get to the Vikings. Great call. Uh, yeah. You have the Vikings, who won the division, right? Who had a home playoff game. Who lost, obviously. Going from 10 to 16. I know they've lost some pieces on defense, but that's a big drop, Dan. Yeah, and part of that is because, if and I did the power rankings with you every week for NFL Now, um, and we talked about it often, that I really struggled to put the, the Vikings in a place as an NFL superpower, despite their record, which ended up at 13-4, and four, because it did feel like this was a much closer to a, a 9 or 10 win team, and it was just one of those years. And I stand by that, and I do think the roster is changing. Adam Thielen now is out of there. I thought the Alexander Madison signing was in- interesting in that Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's on this roster week one. Harrison Smith took a, a haircut to stay around. Uh, I like the Brian Flores hire. The defense needs to be better, but I just see this team is closer to the middle uh, than a true upper echelon team, and, and maybe in a little bit of transition this year as well, Andrew. So we had Tom Brady on. I'm sorry, we had Baker Mayfield on yesterday, who, who is, you know, now the daunting task of replacing Tom Brady, Dan. The Bucks were a playoff team last year at 24. 
you or at, at 23. You have them at 24. And all due respect to Baker, I, you know I'm a Baker guy here. You have mm. them basically the same with Tom Brady on the beach and Baker Mayfield as their new quarterback. Yeah, because Tom Brady, to me, for most of last season was about a league average quarterback, as, as crazy as that is. And I think that's part of the reason he's retired is, is because of that. I think Baker comes with the highs and lows. Uh, but as we talk about, Andrew, it's not the power standings. It's the power rankings. They did make the playoffs, but they were not a very good team. I think they're a middling team, another team in transition. I think Baker wins this job over Kyle Trask, the former second-round pick. Uh, and it's interesting to me that they brought back Levante David and it doesn't look like Mike Evans is going anywhere. Uh, so they're looking to win the NFC South. But I think this is, you know, right now to me, an eight or nine win type team at best, hence their placement. I got 20 seconds. Sean Payton, in my opinion, should get the Broncos more than three spots up. You're not impressed? It's not that I'm not impressed. I just he has a big job ahead of him and such a huge question mark with Russell Wilson. I like what they did uh, adding McGlinchey and Powers to the offensive line. If you're going to see if Wilson can play the guitar, then give him some better protection and see what he can do. I thought it was very interesting, Andrew. Jared Stidham, uh, the aggressive move to get him. I just wonder how long Wilson's rope is. I would say maybe six weeks. I don't think it's going to be a full season of Wilson struggling if that indeed is the road they go down. You now have me thinking, can Russell Wilson play the guitar? And if so, can it be worked in somehow into an awkward off-season commercial? Dan Hanzoos, <laughs> the Power Rankings, NFL.com slash Power Rankings. The Jets are in the top ten with Aaron Rodgers, even though they don't have Aaron Rodgers. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.